Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to Marriage Therapy Radio. This is Zach Brittle. I'm here with my friend, Laura Heck. We're answering a piece of viewer mail today. Um, We get these from time to time and they always stoke an interesting uh, conversation, particularly when Laura and I don't necessarily agree. Um, This lady is having some trouble in her relationship and wants to know if we can help. Let's see if we do. Yo, what's happening? Not much. Um, Yeah, I feel like I don't have a whole lot to report. Not a lot of super fun exciting things happening well you went camping i did go camping how was that um it's always a blast i i love being outdoors i you know what's really funny i actually really like everything leading up to camping and i I like the packing i like the like menu planning i like getting all the fun things i like my goal is always to be really really um like a tight camper i want to i want to glamp um, but I also like to have everything just really well organized and I have, everybody has like their little roles. So when you open up the, the minivan doors, I don't have a minivan, but just imagine me having a minivan. <laughs> everybody has their sleeping bag and then their sleeping bag is tied and, and it has their pillow with it. And then it has their flashlight. And then it also has like everyone's, everyone has like all their little things. So you just, I, I love the packing part. It's part of probably a little bit of OCD. I, we went, we were away this weekend to camping and um, speaking of flashlights, the greatest. Oh, really? Yeah. This, this got it. Oh, this is going to be good. Like, no, it's, I'm it's, on the edge of my seat. Well, it's kind of sad. The greatest gift I ever received from my father was a flashlight. It was a mag, it's a mag light and it has six batteries in it. It is, mm-hmm. it is huge. It's like a, and uh, it was broken. Because it, it, we moved it, it's, it's like 20 years old. And I and I called Maglite or I emailed them and they sent me a part that I needed and I fixed uh-huh. it. And so I got to have my flashlight, this like amazing flashlight on the camping trip. It's, I mean, it was really cool. It's like probably my favorite part of the whole trip. Was the, your flashlight? Using a flashlight, yeah. That's not exactly yeah, I true, remember... but, I, but I was proud of the fact that I had the flashlight and I fixed it myself. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Yeah. By being resourceful and calling. Yeah. When I was a kid, I remember uh, getting things, all the sharp things. So like I would get a pocket knife when I was like six. I couldn't play with knives at home. But when you're camping, you can absolutely play with knives and fire. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. Yeah. And like slingshots and you can step on bugs because it's okay. Like all the rules are out the window when you camp. And that, I really like that part. Cool. I remembered something from last week that I wanted to say before we started, which is um, I, I, I said on the play podcast that there's a game I like to recommend. Mm-hmm. It's called lost cities. Um, okay. And I like what it. What kind of a game is it? It's a card game. Like a, it's a two player okay. card game. So I, I, that's why I recommend it for couples. And it's mm-hmm. a, and it's not, uh, it's not, it's not gin based or rummy based or hearts based or poker based. It's based on its own set of rules. And the thing that I love about it is that you have to kind of learn how to play it as you play it. And you can't rely on a single strategy. When I play hearts, I play hearts almost exactly the same. Anybody who plays hearts with me a lot knows what I'm doing um, just because I'm not that creative. But but with Lost Cities, you have to kind of jockey and and uh, and you get to focus more on the the playing than the winning because you're always surprised about what happens. So anyway, that's uh, hmm. this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio is brought to you by like Hasbro <laughs> Lost or something. Cities. Lost, Lost Cities. Um Will you, you buy me a card deck and send it to me? You don't need to buy the deluxe game. You you can do the um, you can in fact don't buy the deluxe game. Just get the um, the little tabletop game if you're going to okay. buy it. Okay. Right on. But okay, la- so well, last I, time, yeah 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 last time we talked about play. This we, time we're a little more more serious, right? Because you got an email that yeah. we wanted to address. I did. Yeah. So oftentimes I'll get an email and I'll respond back to people. But this one I wanted to specifically talk about because I thought maybe maybe other people could learn from this in some way or we could speak to it and uh, might have a truth of nugget. So uh, this is a woman. She's been married for, I don't know, she's been with her partner for a long time, um, probably about, gosh, I don't know, 14, 15 years. Um, they've been married half of that time. And now they have a little person, a toddler. And her complaint right now is that um, she really feels like her partner has changed significantly since they've been together. And part of the change is that he has some pretty strong values um, that go against her values. And it's all related to sort of health and wellness. Mm. And, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, if you can imagine one person that is like a, a meat-eaten potato eaten, loving, drinking, whatever. And then they, their partner goes the total opposite direction and they like grow all of their food in the backyard and like super vegan style. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the sort of like big changes um, that she's talking about and experiencing. And she feels like he's really like pushing his belief system on her. And, um, and it's really causing a lot of conflict in their relationship. And now that they have a one-year-old son adding on to that conflict of these like fundamental differences between the two of them. She really feels like he's uh, putting down her parenting and that they have some pretty big ideas, differences of opinions when it comes to how to parent and raise their child uh, related to things like vaccines and whatnot. So um, they're currently separated. They're living apart and um, she kind of knows that, you know, she could either reconcile, she could go back to therapy. They've done therapy before um, or, you know, they could they could go their separate ways. And so she just wanted to know what suggestions uh, we might have and if we have any ideas as to how to try and uh, provide some support. So anything come to mind as you're as you're thinking about this, as you're yeah, imagining I mean, this couple? I guess a few things, right? I mean, first of all, um, it's not surprising. And in fact, it's probably actually, um, I mean, 
good that he has changed. I'm sure she has changed since the marriage started. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, mm-hmm. if you're the same person you were 14 years ago, then you've, then you're in trouble. I mean, generally that means you haven't matured. Um, I think if the change is problematic or if the change is, um, not gracious, then that's troubling. Um, Mm. But I don't think I don't think people should be surprised when their partners change. I mean, even physically, literally, we change. We get heavier, grayer, wrinklier, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> um, and then and then we get lighter and smaller and more compressed as we get even older. I mean, it, 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 that, mm. so physically, we change. Period. Um, sounds like though there's some pretty significant issues. It actually reminds me of a couple that was in my office this week. They came in with they came in together with this exact complaint, which is that they were empty nesters now. And they realize that as they think about the rest of their lives, they're basing their sense of self or happiness in things that aren't necessarily consistent with the other. Um, Mm -hmm. and things that have, that are new to the relationship. She wants to explore a certain kind of, um, sort of spiritual depth. And he wants to explore a different kind of geography, uh, in terms of like, they don't have to live here anymore. So Mm-hmm. Those two things are just happen to be in conflict with one another, but they're committed to each other, um, but have to discern whether or not the difference is bigger than the commitment to the relationship. And I think that's always the main question when dealing with stuff like this. Mm. I want to interject and just talk about change just for a moment, because I I remember watching. So these reality shows came out a, a long time ago, and I actually did some interesting studies, qualitative studies on on reality shows back in my undergrad. So that was many moons ago when it was first coming out. But the ones I'm thinking about are these like extreme weight loss shows where you take one partner and let's say that they're morbidly obese and there's this... Um, hyper focus on that one partner to lose weight and experience these changes and they do great. And then all of a sudden they go back home after they've been out in this environment with these personal trainers, nutritionists, whatever it might be. And then they go back into their home environment. And it's, I always thought it was so fascinating to look at what happens when you put somebody who's experiencing these massive amounts of change back in their home environment. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that was happening is that there was a lot of conflict between the couples because one partner was experiencing a rapid amount of change and the other person was staying still. And they were starting to realize that what they needed to do was they needed not only to do individual therapy, but they needed to do couples therapy as well. Mm because of this change. And some of the stories that had come out is the partner who was unchanging, the partner who was feeling left behind, felt um, a degree of uncertainty because of the relationship, the security that they had of the two of them moving in the same direction together, Mm -hmm. um, eating the same type of foods together, going to the same type of movies, were then experiencing this level of instability. And it, it, it was a really uncomfortable place to be in when one person starts to change so much, even if it is for the better. Um, and there was a sense of wanting to maintain the status quo and keep the equilibrium in the relationship. And that was a constant tension. And I'm just thinking about this woman as this man is changing quite a bit. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. 
That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How uncomfortable that must feel for her. To have him change so much. Well, yeah. And didn't she use the phrase that he's just not the same man I married or something like that in the email? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm a professional non-judger, at least at least in my professional life. I judge people plenty in, in real life. But um, the, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not one to say that this way is the right way or that way is the right way. Or there's, there's I mean, I think there are certain things that are clearly out of bounds, but even... Um, even some of those things that I think couples can agree they aren't. But the reality is that sometimes the relationship cannot sustain the change or the difference um, mm-hmm. or the difference is, you know, I talk a lot about, um, <clears throat> you know, you may, you and your partner may be watching a, a sports game, a football game on TV or a basketball game, and, and you might want different teams to win. And so you, you're different. There's a difference there. And somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose. So one partner is going to be happy and one partner is going to be sad. But more often than not, that difference and that actual settling where one is sort of on the winning side and one's on the other side isn't going to create relationship trauma. Um, it's not mm-hmm. going to disturb the relationship. And and the and the easiest reason is because you care more about the relationship than you do about the outcome of a football game. Um, mm-hmm. Often. I mean, and then there are things like... Um, dieting or diet diet preferences or food preferences or uh, parenting styles or um, mm-hmm. definitions of fidelity or um, you know m- money uses of money and and conflict creeps mm-hmm. in because consciously or unconsciously you care more about your position on the issue than you do about the relationship or at least than you yeah. do about kindness and care of the relationship mm-hmm. and I think that that line somewhere between a meaningless athletic event and some things that are part of your core value set, you need to pay real close attention to whether or not the relationship can sustain those differences. And I'm not under the impression that all relationships can, because sometimes people change and they come, they become more committed to their, their new identity than the one that, that they had when they married, you know? And, Mm, mm. and I think that's, that, I mean, that's an unfortunate reality, but it is, it is reality. Um, and for some people, their their sense of I'm going to be the the kindest spouse I know how to be is their value, and that's terrific. And it means they have to make trade offs. It means they don't get to have their way all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. So going back to this <clears throat> this particular listener who is who is saying um, there's some really fundamental differences in in the way in which he chooses to live his life. He's going down this path of. 
<clears throat> being a pretty natural person that might be eating vegan and uh, doesn't agree with vaccines and and she does you know she and and feels like he's really pushing his belief systems on her and you can trade out the scenario for whatever it might be i've had couples uh because i'm here in salt lake where um when one partner leaves the lds church this is one of the things that we grapple with is one partner is in the faith and the other person is out of the faith and the partner who is left is really pushing their desires to on the other person. And I think one of the things that you asked and the way that I thought about it was, let's say that you do divorce and somebody asks you years later, or let's say your their child asks, you know, six, seven, eight years old. Um, no, let's say the child asks around 18, you're talking to your adult child, and they say, so what did happen between you and dad? And your response to them is, well, your father was vegan, and he decided <laughs> to eat vegan. And I just decided in the end that I just couldn't, couldn't possibly eat vegan. Is that really the response that you want? Of course it's not. Of course that's not the response that you want to tell your child. Like everybody needs to know their why as to why they're in the relationship or why they leave a, a relationship. And I think what we realize is that we probably are much more willing to compromise than we think we are. And my guess is with this particular woman, she feels as if her partner is unchanging and unyielding, unwilling to yield to her in some way. And um, and so she's really sticking her ground. And I would hate for this partner, this this particular relationship to end up 18 years down the road, explaining to their partner that they were unwilling to change some of their beliefs about food and vaccines and compromise in some way in order to raise their child and have a healthy marriage. But I just, I really do think that there's more opportunity for compromise here than what she's currently able to see. I think she probably has um, a, a pretty difficult way of seeing that there's any opportunity for change and compromise. Well, and I think, you know, to me that comes down to there's the what we're talking about and then there's the how we're talking about it. I mean, um it's not really I mean, at 18, I certainly wouldn't want to say, well, I didn't want to change my diet. Um and so I decided to get divorced. Uh, I, mm -hmm. I would say I didn't want to be forced to change my diet. You know, um because, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I mean, even if we go back to the football game and you know, uh, if you and I are watching a game together and, you know, you're rooting for the, the 49ers and I'm rooting for the Seahawks and I spend the whole game going, I can't believe you like the 49ers. You're such an idiot. Like, why do you, why would you do that? Like, right. they suck right. and you suck for liking, the, you know, I could turn that football game into a relationship trauma um, mm -hmm. because of the way I treat you. And I think part of right. it is, is like, okay, fine. People are different. People change. People have difference. But you still have to right. have difference with regard and respect. And if regard and respect mm -hmm. has been removed from the relationship mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. in favor of my commitment to my thing, then then yeah, yeah man, you, you you're that's a that begs a very very tough question about whether or not the relationship is sustainable. Yeah, I agree. I also wouldn't necessarily throw in the towel because I I do think in this situation, you know, if I was to just give direct advice, I would say. I, I would absolutely say, I know that you're afraid of therapy. I know you're afraid of going back, but I do think that there is an opportunity to soften and to hear one another's, one another's position on it. Like understanding the deeper meaning underneath all of it, mm -hmm. because um, at this point, 
I think her story is that he's unwilling to change at all. He is 100% his way, and he says, it's my way or the highway. And what I know about people is that it's that is almost never the case. Mm. It's almost never my way or the highway. If you put each other, you show up, this is one of your phrases, Zach, if both of you show up as mature individuals, mm-hmm. each willing to share with one another and hear the other person, um, I think if they put themselves in the opportunity to be able to hear each other's point of view and truly understand, okay, so this is your why. This is your reasoning behind why this is so important to you. And these are your value systems. They would become much more, there's much more opportunity for each of them to move closer to one another as opposed to staying polarized. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, I really, um, I, I know that, that she has fears. So I guess here's a question I have for you. Um, why would people be afraid of going back to marriage therapy or couples counseling? They've tried it before and there's been regression. The momentum that they had before has gone back. Why, why are they afraid? And if she's afraid, what would you, what would you say to her? Well, I mean, you know, what do they say? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. You know, um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. one reason to go back is to just do something to intervene in some way. Um, Mm -hmm. and if it didn't work the first time, you know what you don't want in a therapist. Um, so do the work of kind of discerning what you need. And I think you got to let that person know right away. I mean, I always, if I find out in a first session that a couple has already been to therapy, I want to know why it didn't work or why they didn't go back to that person. Um, yeah. Because if it's because they felt like it was too one-sided or they were, they were, you know, they, they, all they did was argue and, you know, then I want to say, okay, well, here's how I might reflect that a little bit. So, um, I think you're empowered more than you think you are when you are looking for a therapist or looking to go into a therapy process because you're the boss. I mean, um, you know, you, 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 you get to, con- I always say therapy doesn't work. Uh, couples work. Um, and mm-hmm. so th- maybe the fear is that they're, that the couple won't work, you know? Yeah. I'm going to say something um, that I think that some people are afraid to go to therapy because they are worried about what the therapist might say to them. Mm. So um, it, anytime couples come to see me, one person is never 100% responsible mm-hmm. for the relationship. It's a dance. It's the re it's, it's the cycle that the two of you go through. And so our listener um, who sent me this email, you are 50% responsible for this relationship as well. And it can be really difficult to, in your mind, have said this partner of mine is ruining this relationship due to the things that they have done. However, it can be really tough to go to therapy and have your therapist point out, look, anytime you're pointing your finger, like literally do this listeners, point your finger, point your finger. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> all right. Point your, you have your finger pointed. So you have one thumb that's up one finger pointing at your partner and how many fingers are pointed back at you? I know that that's silly, but it was a game changer for me because in reality, that's the way that we need to be looking at our relationships is that you can only point one finger at your partner, but you really should have three fingers pointed back at you. Well, and that's where Um, I I, I agree. And I think that's where I I would, I would, I would almost say, I don't believe in 50, 50. I believe in a hundred, a hundred because you have to like, you got to be a hundred percent responsible for your side of the street. And then, and then hopefully your partner is as well. Well, any lasting advice to our listener? 
No, I would just say hang in there, you know, I mean, and take care of your stuff, you know, you make sure that you, you're clear about who you are and what you're, mm-hmm. what you're committed to. And, and as you bring that to the, the difference that you have with your partner, do it with regard and respect because that's, a, that's really all you can be responsible for would, hmm. would be my, I mean, absent really getting into the meat of their issue. Mm-hmm. I think you gotta, you gotta know, know what you're about and make room for the fact that maybe you're not completely right, but no matter what, do it, do it with kindness and, and care because if you don't do that, you're already, you've already lost the high ground. Mm-hmm. I think my lasting piece of advice is that because we have one listener and there's always, there's, there's this other person in the relationship and I'm talking to the female here is I would say that if I could give direct advice, it would be go to your husband and with an open heart, really, truly sit down and say, help me to understand just help me to understand because clearly you have a value system that goes beyond what I understand right now. And I don't necessarily agree with it, but I really do want to understand where you're coming from. And if you can do that with peace in your heart, with your sort of like open arms, it can really help to change the dynamic between the two of you of just saying, help me to understand your point of view. And I can see clearly see that you value this in your relationship and in your life. And I really want to understand it. And that can change the dynamic. And if that's the only thing you do, I think that's probably the best piece to start with. All right. Well, cool. okay. All right. Um, well. Any other questions from our listeners that you want us to tackle? You want us to just riff on, send them to info at forbetter.us. And uh, Zach is going to get on his bike and go for a ride and swim and bike. I'm not <laughs> bike. <laughs> I'm I'm swimming tonight. I'm my goal tonight is 2,500 yards in a pool. Though that's different than how many times water. back and forth? Like in an Olympic sized pool, how many times back and forth is that? Well, I mean, 50 is um, 50 is back and forth one time. 50 so, yards. Yeah. So okay. 50 divided by 2,500 or 2,500 divided by 50, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's math. Math. Is that 50? Insert math. Yeah. Insert math. 50 50 laps for you. Later. All right, well, adios. Thanks so much for listening to episode 31 of Marriage Therapy Radio. We were answering a question that one of our listeners had sent in. And if you too would like us to tackle a question, send us an email at info at forbetter.us. Um, and just let us know that it's okay for us to talk about this on the air. Otherwise, I'll just respond directly to you via email. Um, If you're curious about our website, it's Marriage Therapy Radio. From there, you can listen to all of our past episodes. Obviously, we have about 31, so you can binge listen to them. They're only about 20 minutes long. Um, And also, you can visit our Patreon page. It's a way for you to financially support us uh, so that we can continue to do what we love and keep this uh, podcast alive. Thanks so much for taking the time and the energy and uh, being able to apply the things that you're learning into your relationship, making it better today than it was yesterday. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, 
so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.